their bodies mostly shrouded in mist, but their song almost a hymn to the heavens. I felt intrusive. In a classroom at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Journalism and Mass Communications, Lena Nelson recreates the experience of the Sandhill Crane migration. She reads her essay aloud for her professors, Michael Farrell and Michael Forsberg. Lena's presentation is an assignment that was part of the Platte River Crane Experience pop-up photography and writing class. Her words and pictures transport us to an observation blind along the river. A tribute to the tradition that has gone on for centuries, to the relationship between bird, sky, and river. The spiritual nature of In his feedback, Michael Forsberg says Lena's project beautifully captures the experience. I mean, that, that was sort of the feel of the day, wasn't it? And all those, yeah, it's like layers of gray. But it's really lovely. Lena's project, titled Hymns of Grieving Hearts, focuses on loss and the death of her grandmother. Watching the birds shrouded in fog is spiritual for Lena and it strikes a chord with Mike Farrell. Last week on Friday was the 21st anniversary of when my family put my wife Catherine's ashes in the river. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was always, you know, when I go see the cranes, it's all, I always have feelings like this. It's always very emotional. It's always about somebody who's not there anymore. And uh, I think you've captured that very nicely in what you've done here. For years, the crane migration was an important tradition for Mike, his wife, and kids. He and Catherine made one last trip as a couple. So we went upriver together that summer, and while we were upriver, she kind of came to terms with her own death and asked that we remember her at crane season every year in memory of what we did with our family when our kids were young. Every spring, thousands of cranes converge on the Platte River to refuel on their way north. The birds feed in the fields during the day and rest in the river at night. The pop-up class is an opportunity to share an experience Michael Forsberg has witnessed over and over again. I've been photographing cranes uh, on the Platte for about 25 years now. and. Uh, you know, missing them, I always tell people it'd be like missing Christmas. You know, it's something that gets inside of you and never lets you go. On this edition of Faculty 101, we take you along to witness one of Earth's greatest migrations. And you'll find out what inspires Professors Forsberg and Farrell to follow the cranes. Okay, you should switch partners now. To be able to inspire young people. Pays <laughs> your finals. It's really rewarding. I love the students. Welcome to Faculty 101, life hacks and success stories from Nebraska faculty. Y'all got everything? Ready to go? It's time to load up the vans and head west. The two Mikes, Farrell and Forsberg, lead the way. Let's head on down the road. Maria Goller is working on her PhD in animal behavior. In her backpack? A couple layers. <laughs> I didn't pack a lot, some hand warmers, um, my camera, my other lens, um, a tripod, water, some snacks. That's pretty much it. When Maria heard about the pop-up class, she jumped at the chance. I 
have realized my real passion is writing and nature writing and not so much science and biology and, you know, churning out data. Nebraska's unpredictable weather almost derailed the trip. We were up until two hours before we left, not sure if we were going to leave or not, not because the birds weren't going to be there necessarily, but because the roads were yeah, maybe pretty sketchy. But Yeah, we had, we had a window of just two days there where we had halfway decent weather. It would have been really crummy right up to before we left, and it got really crummy right after we got back. So we ended up with a, a little slice of opportunity. <laughs> the weather clears, the roads are open, and the trip is on. I'm being a mom and taking a picture. <laughs> Amy Struthers, interim dean of the College of Journalism and Mass Communications, is there to see them off. <laughs> Drive safely. See you soon. The Crane Experience pop-up class is one of a series of classes offered during the year. Students earn one hour of class credit in a specific topic, such as telling stories with 360 video or how to report on Nebraska courts. Dean Struthers says the concept allows the college to stay ahead of industry trends. In the context of higher ed, I think there's a lot of conversation right now about chunks of learning. Um, in fact, we hear about things called micro-credentials, so certificates of completion for chunks of courses. So the notion of something smaller, like a burst or an immersive experience, I think is, is out there in the kind of in the atmosphere, but we decided to put the stake in the ground in spring of 2018 and, and actually do it and test it and pilot it. Um, so within two weeks, we created five pop-up classes that we offered that first semester that were really fun and exciting and allowed us to test the concept. World-class faculty lead the Crane Experience pop-up class. Mike Forsberg is a photographer whose work has been featured in National Geographic. Mike Farrell produced award-winning documentaries for public media. Together, they are founders of the Platte Basin Timelapse Project that uses multimedia content to tell the story of the basin, from the Colorado Rockies to Nebraska's eastern border. Forsberg and Farrell also teach, but they made time for the Crane Experience. We know how difficult it is for, for people like, the, like Forsberg and Farrell to, to carve out time for a long-term project or class, but they can find time, and I'm so grateful that they did, for a weekend immersive activity like this. And how much more immersive could it be than to be in a blind um, at night, um, probably with your feet immersed in some muck and water and mud, uh, but being able to see this incredible phenomenon that is so Nebraska. This two-day field trip to south-central Nebraska starts at the Crane Trust facility, where students can learn more about the birds. But uh, welcome. So this is our main campus, our headquarters of the Crane Trust. So. Before sundown, the students head for a blind by the river, a small, unheated building where visitors can observe the birds flying into roost overnight. The students spend the night at the Crane Trust, and before dawn the next day, they head back to the blind to photograph the cranes waking up and taking off from their sandbars to forage in nearby fields. Students in the class represent a variety of backgrounds and majors. My name is Albi, um, I'm an environmental restoration science major. Double majoring in animal science and fisheries and wildlife. A textiles design major. Broadcast production senior. 
It's bitter cold on this Friday in March. Snow blankets the ground and crunches underfoot as the students head for the blind. The blind itself is long, low, and narrow. The side facing the river is transparent acrylic plastic with small cutouts that can be opened to accommodate a camera lens. I'm unable to go along on the trip, but a Platte Basin time-lapse staffer, Mariah Lundgren, conducts interviews for the podcast and shoots video. I was watching the students and they all seemed very engaged, um, very much in their own worlds. Mariah's video is eerie. The cranes fly in and alight on long, spindly legs, their dark bodies standing out against the snow and fog. They wade in the rushing water, then settle down on a snow-covered sandbar, bending their long necks to hide from a biting wind. It was very monochromatic, but that gave it a whole different vibe and feel. It's, you know, it's very quiet and peaceful. Maria Goller, the PhD student we talked to earlier, says the experience never gets old. There are no words really to describe them. Um, first time I saw them, I kind of thought I'd been transported back into like prehistoric times just because they sound like dinosaurs and they just look so different from other birds. To avoid disturbing the birds, no flashlights or flash photography are permitted, but you can hear the muffled clicking of cameras as students begin to capture the experience. Professor Forsberg says students learn to accept and work with whatever nature provides. So it was foggy and it was and it was cold and it was dark, but um, that's these birds, you know. I get a lot of questions about you know what do the birds do in a blizzard or what happens during a flood. It's like, look, they've been doing this for a lot longer than we've been paying attention. In fact, it probably feels quite normal. <laughs> to them, so, you know, you flip it around as a, as a photographer or writer, as, as, as you just, you lean into, in, you lean into that and you, you capture them where they're, where they're at in that, in that atmosphere, which I think makes, makes the images and the writing a lot more compelling, because it's not a sunny day all the time. Forsberg and Farrell share a love for conservation. Through photography and video, they express the beauty they see around them and the need to protect the natural world for future generations. But the two Mikes followed distinctly different paths. Professor Farrell grew up in Indianapolis. The closest thing to nature we saw was rats in the alley. Lived and worked in Chicago before moving to Lincoln to work for Nebraska Educational Television. Until I moved to Nebraska, I'd never slept outside before. I didn't know any of this stuff existed. And I ended up with some friends and uh, who had canoed the rivers and they started bringing me along and eventually I got to canoe every river in the state and started to go see birds back in the 70s and I never anticipated doing anything like this as a kid growing up. Michael Forsberg grew up in Nebraska and fell in love with nature on family trips to Colorado. As a UNL student, he led trips for the Outdoor Adventures program. And I really never really looked at my home state or the Great Plains uh, where I grew up as, as being beautiful until I started having those experiences in college where I got off the interstate and was able to turn around and, and see the beauty that is really here. Forsberg and Farrell believe wildlife and nature conservation are critical 
the Platte River struggles to meet the demands of agriculture and municipal use in the face of extreme weather, global warming, and other factors. The Platte Basin Time-Lapse Project is a way to tell the story. Here's Mike Farrell. When I say Platte Basin Time-Lapse, I don't just mean a bunch of cameras taking pictures. I mean a living, breathing system that has a spirit and a soul to it. Mike Forsberg says the project is the most important work of his life. To leverage the power of photography today to move the needle forward in conservation um, is, uh, is uh, maybe the most important thing that we can be doing right now. In the classroom, the two mics provide expertise behind the camera, tools for storytelling, and confidence. I like seeing the light go on. When these kids come up with something and it's meaningful to them and they think, oh, I could do it that way, and it's good, and it means something to me, then that's really amazing. Mariah Lundgren was one of those students inspired by a digital imagery and storytelling class she took with Forsberg and Farrell a class that launched her career. When I took the class with Mike and Mike, they opened up this whole other world for me. I was like, wow, I can combine my love for ecology and natural resources and conservation, also with my love for photography. Along the Platte River on this cold March day, a new world opens up for students. Isaiah Samanas is a broadcast production major who is seeing the cranes for the first time. He's honing his skills as a storyteller with a goal of making documentaries. I think storytelling is something that's very important. It's something that we've been doing for since the dawn of time, and it's something that is very powerful if you're able to hone your skill. A powerful tool for sharing the power of nature. That's it for Faculty 101. In the show notes, we link to the Crane Trust and the Platte Basin Time-Lapse Project. Come on in. Next time on the podcast. If you were to dream what you hope your research will do. UNL Chancellor Ronnie Green takes over as guest host. Dr. Green talks to Angie Paneer, whose groundbreaking research could change the way we treat disease. We want something that is changing people's lives. Faculty 101 is produced by the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm always amazed at the, at the magic that the Platte River and these cranes um, give.